All right, y'all guys ready? Good to see everybody. It's a great year for us. A little one shall become a thousand. We're gaining ground. We're not losing ground. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're gaining ground. We're not losing ground. Say a little one. Say a little one shall become a thousand. Say it again. A little one shall become a thousand. Amen. We're talking about winning church. That's what I told you last week. That's where we're going. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're dreaming again, renewing our faith again. We're walking in the spirit again, and I'm excited about it. So we are in the middle of this series entitled Thinking Bigger and Better. That's the name of the series. But the sermons, um, the sermon title last week and this week, this part two, is Thinking Bigger and Better About Yourself. Oh, okay, she got it. Bigger and better about yourself. And last week was phenomenal. And we're going to continue that. But um, before we get into the actual message, I want to encourage you. How many of you have an iPhone? If you're saved, you have an iPhone. If you half saved, you have an Android or something else. But we still love the half saved. No, ain't no such thing as half saved. <laughs> you say that you're not. But the sanctified people have the iPhone. Uh, but actually, everybody in Christ is sanctified, so praise God. <laughs> but anyway, um, even on the Android, whatever phone you have, is there a note? I know on the iPhone it is. And how about an Android? Is there a note? Okay, so every phone, smartphone has a note taker. So I want to encourage you to take notes. This year is a year of celebration and acceleration. If you're going to accelerate um, spiritually, you have to go beyond just getting information or just saying, I attend a church, nice sermon, and that's it. You have to actually get into the word and get into the revelation from the word that your pastor is giving you. If you don't do that, you're not going to really benefit the most from what I'm teaching and what the spirit of God is saying. I remember Pastor Ernst and Pastor Patrick, they, they, he does the same thing. He, um, Pastor Ernst used to say, yo, I, I'm amazed that when I take notes, when I go back, how much I missed and how much more revelation the Holy Spirit gives me. You know why that happens? It's because you're honoring, everybody say honoring, honoring. the gift before you. When you treat the gift casually, you're going to get a casual uh, uh, response back from the Holy Spirit. You know, God told Israel, if you honor me, in a heavy way, I'm going to honor you in a heavy way. But if you honor me lightly, I'm going to honor you lightly. And so, even in the New Covenant, there's some things in the Old Covenant that don't come in the New Covenant, but that's a way of God that has not changed. And so, have you noticed, if you go to a church that is open to the Holy Spirit, what do you see? The move of the Holy Spirit. If you go to a church that doesn't want the Holy Spirit, he's like, fine, I'll go somewhere else. I'll go as far as you desire. That's what Paul says. Pursue love. First Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14.1. Pursue love. Pursue love. Run after it. And then he said, desire spiritual gifts. Moreover, that you may prophesy. What do you say? Desire. Have a passion. Crave the gifts of the Spirit. So when it's church, 
We see gifts of the Spirit because we crave for it. We ask for it. But guess what? You're going to see even more if more of you ask for it and more of you want it in your life. What does it show? It shows the Lord responds to passion. And if your passion is not correct during the time of meeting, our gathering, we don't have worship right now, but even when we start going back to the music and the worship, you have to show passion, then the Lord will respond. One day, um, several years ago, we were worshiping and the Lord spoke to me and this is how the Lord, and if you study the Bible, he does this because he spoke to Moses about Israel. These are a stiff-necked people. Remember that? So one day we was in worship and I heard this from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they are leeches in my presence. Talk about when it's church. You know what a leech is? Someone who just takes and doesn't give. The Lord is looking even at our congregation. And the question is, am I a leech in the presence of God or am I a giver? Anybody read the Psalms? Anybody read the Psalms? What's, what, what do you commonly see? Give glory. Give glory to his name. Give honor to the king. David said, I will bring a sacrifice. I will give you the evening sacrifice, which is the lifting up of my hands, which means that David was more interested in what he was giving God than what God was giving him. And he understood that the father was giving him something. Because he says, you've blessed me. You've crowned me with pure gold. He understood the position he had all came from God. He said, your gentleness has made me great. So he praised God continually for what he did. In other words, he responded passionately to what the father did for him. And if you're going to accelerate this year, your passion level has to change. America has spent decades talking about all the great things happening in Africa and all the miracles and all the signs and all the wonders, all the great churches. But the question is, are you going to do what they're doing or are you going to keep talking about what they got? And the thing that's different about a lot of Africans from South Africans to Nigerians, Ghana people, Ugandan people, is their level of passion. I've seen all kinds of churches from all around the world and your passion determines what happens in your personal life and your corporate life as a church. Amen? Amen. This is why James Cain, a great apostle, he was, a, he was what I call the no-nonsense apostle. Yeah, I'm about grace, but I'm gonna tell you, the, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you straight. You know, people who drink, they say, Take it what? Straight? No chaser? James was that kind of no chaser apostle. He was rough. He said, if you have rich people in the front and you're treating them uh, special, he says, that's not the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're, you're messed up. <laughs> he said, cleanse your hands, you sinners. He says, watch what you're saying. Stop cursing. Stop swearing. He was rough. And one of the things he said about prayer, he said, Elijah wasn't special. He's just a man just like you, passion just like you. He said, but the difference between him and you is passion. So he said, the fervent prayers of the righteous avails much. The what? Now, what does fervent talk about? 
What is fervent referring to? Passion. Passion, exactly. The heartfelt prayers of the saints. Not just the prayers of the righteous. The heartfelt prayers is making a difference. Come on, somebody. Now, anybody ever study the dark realm? Now, I know this is not even none of my sermon, but hey, this is what the Lord does. Anybody study the dark realm? Anybody ever study the dark realm? The meaning of the occult. Witches, warlocks, and wizards. You ever read any articles? You ever already seen any, 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 any YouTube videos about it? What do you notice about the dark realm? You ever seen a passionless witch? You ever seen a passionless wizard? You ever seen a passionless warlock? But you've seen that in the church. Because one thing they know, Satan will bop them outside the head. <laughs> because he needs their passion for them to be effective in the darkness. You never see him with your kid, come on, let's just like do this. No, 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 never. Never. They're very obedient. Oh, that's interesting. And this is the dark realm. Satan hates them. Satan cares nothing about them. Satan will kill them in a minute if he could. So, open your eyes. As Paul said, awake, you who sleep, and arise, and Christ will give you light. When you come to church, when you're in the presence of the living God, it's not about your personality, it's not about your culture, it's not about how you were raised. It's about him. I'm going to say it again. It's not about your culture, it's not about how you were raised, it's not about your personality. It's about who? I don't like singing. Well, God don't care that you don't like singing. Come before me with what? Singing. Did, how many of you notice when you wake up, you hear a song in your spirit? Anybody? Because the Holy Spirit wants you to sing. He's the conductor. You're the orchestra. Open your big mouth and sing. <laughs> Paul said, be filled with the Spirit in the Greek, be being filled, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. I don't like singing. The Holy Spirit doesn't care what you like. It's what God likes. Some of you who live in the city or even in the country, you hear birds in the morning? If your garbage truck is not so loud, what do you hear? Chirping. That's nature's Example to you that God likes singing. I don't want to hear complaints first thing in the morning. I don't want to hear even requests first thing in the morning. The first thing I want to hear is praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Singing. Come before his presence with what? Singing. Give thanks unto him. Hallelujah. So you guys got the, the, the system and the program of heaven? You guys got the system and the program of heaven? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, let me say this before I get into my sermon. I got a lot to say. Man, I got a lot to say today. <laughs> you ever look at the Middle Eastern people? Anybody? You ever look at the Middle Eastern people? I mean, you, you've seen the news, right? Do you realize that this book is Middle Eastern? It didn't come from Europe? Did it come from the Queen of England? 
They come from the Anglicans. They came from where? The Middle East. Do you ever see a passionless Middle Eastern person? Have you ever? Even with the war in Israel and the Palestinians, the people are getting attacked. Do you see them passionless? When their children get killed or their family get killed, what do you see them doing? These Muslims crying and praying. Crying and what? Praying. If it was America or Europe, you probably just see somebody crying, going into depression, ready for the next pills. I'm trying to be funny. I'm just trying to show you there's a problem. There's a spirit that came over Europe and America of conceit and stoicism that has hindered them from passion. Now, the devil is really smart because there's movements within our culture that has, because of the kingdom of darkness, the people are radical. Do you know what I'm talking about? Hip-hop. It's global. Anybody watching social media? 50 Cent, it's a lot of other rappers. Some of their biggest crowds are in Europe. Right now, 50 Cent is on the tour, unless it ended. Denmark, all these places. You ever see the crowds? Do you ever see anybody passionless in those crowds? You come to America, you see anybody passionless in the hip-hop crowd? No, because the kingdom of darkness understands how things work. Anybody ever seen anybody in a Michael Jackson concert? Nice moonwalk. No, you saw all of the videos passing out, screaming, yelling. Michael! Because the kingdom of darkness understands passion. The very thing that we have denied. I promise you, get more passionate in your worship. Well, let me just even do this. Now, we, I, there's not a lot of people here right now, but anybody, well, married people, but I know people are not married doing it. Who wants to have sex that's passionless? Oh, let me just, uh, okay, I know there's kids here. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> Let me do this thing. I'm going to be a little more dramatic, but Christopher's staring me down. <laughs> Let me just um, do this. And now, that whack. People would be like, yo, I'm done. Let's just stop. I'm not doing this. Because we know that sex requires what? Passion. You can't even get it up without what? Thank you. Have I given you enough illustrations? Have I given you enough? Yes. You ever see those religious Jews in a worship experience? Their worship experience? Anybody seen that? Anybody see them, the men, chanting and full of passion? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at neighbor to neighbor. Release your passion. Today is a good day to start. Amen. So let's release some, let's release some passion to the Lord. Come on, go ahead. Release some passion to him.
Okay, you can stop. Now that's good. You started praising the Lord. But I actually said release passion to the Lord. So passion is what? There's another word for passion. Excitement. So release your passion to the Lord. Okay, so, so you don't know what to do. Jesus said this. This is good. This is good for teaching. He said, when you're persecuted, go ahead and praise the Lord. Lift up holy hands. Did he say that? Yeah. No, he didn't. What did he say? Rejoice with exceeding joy. He's, in other words, he said, jump up and down. Release your passion. Get excited. It involves praise, but he really says this is not time for solemn worship. This is time to start screaming and say, yeah, I'm being persecuted. That's what Jesus said. Am I right? Is it in the book? So releasing your passion means shout. Hallelujah. Jump up and down. Give him glory. Okay. One, two, three. Release your passion. Hallelujah. That's it, buddy. Glory to God. We're going to have more opportunity while I'm preaching. So I said, release my passion. You know what to do now, right? Do we need to practice one more time? Let's practice one more time. So when I say it during the sermon, you'll know what to do. One, two, three. Release your passion. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Clap your hands. Release your passion. Yep, 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 yep. What is that? We're training you to get out of yourself. If you're going to have glory, you have to get beyond yourself. You got to study areas. East and even regions. Me and Pastor Ernst have talked about this. Brooklyn people are different from Queens people. Queens people, now there's a lot of rich people in Brooklyn, but a lot of middle class people in Queens who are very accomplished. And accomplished people, even Pastor Michelle now notices it, says there is a difference. I've known this for years. That's why in Brooklyn, they call it the city of churches, you see a lot more prophetic in Brooklyn than you have in Queens. Tell me, I've been safe for a long time. I've been to churches all over the city. You'll see a lot more of the glory of God. A lot more mess too. <laughs> like Corinthians all over again. <laughs> but you see a lot more glory in Brooklyn than you do in the, Queens, the churches in Queens. I've studied it. I've watched it for years because of the level of passion. People in Brooklyn are more, you know, do or die, best die. <laughs> yeah. Not do or die, best die in Laurelton and Laurelsdale. It's, uh, can you finish preaching? I'm going home to eat my dinner. <laughs> you understand? It's a very powerful thing. I've seen um, uh, uh, guest people, guest preachers from out of the uh, country, out of the city. I've seen a minister in Queens versus Brooklyn. I've seen Prophet Nate minister from Queens versus Brooklyn. I've seen the difference in his ministry. 
It's a very interesting thing to see. I've also seen the differences when you're in a church, when a minister in a church, where the people are not familiar with him, there's a greater glory. I've seen it in my own ministry. Versus people who are familiar with the pastor, like, oh, whatever, that's just Pastor Maurice, less glory. And you think, oh, that minister, oh, he don't got it. No, it's that you don't got it. Because <laughs> God ain't giving it to you until he sees some passion and excitement. Can you imagine if you came to church and was like, Jesus, move by your spirit. Let me tell you something. I said this before. I'll say this again. This is, this is just to help you accelerate. Anybody want to be helped to accelerate? Okay. Taking my time on my, my message for this. Pastor Patrick has excelled in ministry beyond people who were in ministry way before him. Even as what we call in church world the second man, he has excelled because of his dedication and passion to God. We didn't pick him because he's tall and handsome. Well, minus the handsome. <laughs> nah, I'm joking, I'm joking. We picked him because God picked him. The Lord told me he's the next elder. We used to call them elders. I was like, uh, you know, he, well, actually, I was used to play around. I said, oh, we, we might make you elder one day. I don't know. And the Lord said, stop playing around. Tell him that he's going to be an elder. And then when he came to me, he said, oh, I already know. I said, what do you mean you already know? He said, I saw in a dream. You pointed to me and said, we're making you an elder. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Bishop David, one of the greatest churches in Nigeria, one of the largest. Um, (laughs) He said, no one is going to know my secret of success until they know my love for God. I heard him say that several times. He says, you will not know my secret unless you know my love for my God. So your passion for God will elevate you, will accelerate you, and take you to the top of the world. Who wants to go to the top? Who wants to be successful? Have passion for your father. Have passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. Have passion for the Holy Spirit. I wrote an article this Friday that I know some of you didn't read, but y'all need to read, (laughs) called The Power, The Bond, The Power, The Bond, and The Friendship of the Holy Spirit. The Power, The Bond, and The Friendship of the Holy Spirit. Who did read it? I see like three hands. All right. Four. You glanced. I know. A lot of you glancing. Oh, this mad. This is a mad long email. Stop treating my Friday email like the rest of your emails. I don't see this. I'm tired of this. I told you over and over again, it's part of my ministry to you. I don't take an hour, two hours to write an email for you to just, I don't want to see that. Honor the email. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, honor the email. Yeah, look at it, read it, and absorb what I'm saying. Amen. Sometimes Pastor Patrick writes the emails. It takes time to write an email, to hear what heaven is saying to you guys, to release something. Amen? Amen. All right, so that's took about half an hour for pastor talk. When you, when you see me do that, that's pastor talk. That's God bringing a congregation into a place of understanding 
and unity so that we can all be on the same page. Amen? Amen. Okay, release your passion. Hallelujah! <laughs> all right, that was kind of weak, but y'all getting it. Amen. Amen. Shout, jump, give glory to God. All right, last week we started the sermon called Think Bigger and Better About Yourself. And the first point was when you think bigger and better about yourself, you know what you can do. And we looked at David from Psalm 18, verse 29, for he says, For by you I can run against a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. The enemy of your soul wants you to focus on what you can't do. But the Father is calling you to focus on what you can do. Zero in on your abilities and not your inabilities. When you do that, you will accelerate in every aspect of your life. Joshua and Caleb thought better about themselves and they also knew what they could do. We looked at Numbers 13, 30 to 33. And we looked at Numbers 14, 6 to 9. You should read that. You should read the whole story, actually. Number two, we, talked, we said, when you believe better and bigger about yourself, you will value your life. And then I told you to write this statement down. Remember, we're talking about, we said, take notes in your phone. When you value your life, you will attach your worthiness to what you want. When you value your life, you'll attach your worthiness to what you want. And then we looked at Rahab and how she thought bigger and better about herself. Joshua 2. You read that whole story. The prostitute who entered the lineage of Jesus because she valued her life. And she thought better about herself. She didn't say, oh, I'm just a prostitute. I'm not worthy to, to live. No, she told the spies, when you destroy the rest of the land, don't destroy me and my family. They said, okay, if you keep a secret that we're here, we'll make sure that you're safe. Just make sure you bring everybody to your house because we ain't running around the whole country saving everybody. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> what I didn't share with you um, was the Canaanite woman. You can write that in your notes. The Canaanite woman attached her worthiness to what she wanted. Matthew 15, 21. Let's go there. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, now when the Bible says behold, it's trying to tell you, pay close attention to this story. Do you notice that when the Bible tells a lot of stories, it doesn't say behold? In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, anybody who's read the Gospels, a lot of stories, they don't say behold. When the Bible says behold, it's saying pay close attention to this story. All the stories are good, but this one in particular, pay close attention to. All right. A woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him. Now, this story is also in Mark, and Mark calls her a Greek, a Syrophoenician woman. 
So the Canaanites were a mixed breed, all right? And she cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. But he answered her, not a word. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries out after us. Other words, the disciples are like, yo, she's annoying. Or that we say today, she's mad annoying. She's not even a Jewish, fully Jewish woman. Like, get out of here, man. Kind of like I have done with some racists. Yo, why are y'all here? <laughs> and the Lord said, watch it. I said, okay. <laughs> but he answered her and said, Verse 24, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, lady, you're Canaanite. I know I said God so loved the world that he gives no begotten son, but on the logistics part, I'm a, I'm a prophet of Israel. I'm the Messiah of Israel. I'm not here for you. Not right now. When I go to the cross, it'll be for everybody. But right now, my literal ministry is right here in Israel. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. So it says, behold, pay attention. Jesus, the king of glory, just told her, I'm not here for you. But she considered herself so worthy of this deliverance that she still persisted and said, Lord, help me. Her sense of worthiness was greater than than her sense of unworthiness. It's very powerful. Catch this. It's going to help you. Her sense of worthiness was greater than her, un, than, than her sense of unworthiness and it was greater than Jesus even telling her, I'm not here for you. That's some cold stuff, Jesus. <laughs> he was making a point. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, so he gave her another, another rebuttal. It is not good to take the children's bread, talking about Israel, and throw it to the little dogs. Wow. He just slapped her in the face. He called this woman who was desperate, who's crying out for her daughter's freedom. He says, honey, uh, this healing, this deliverance ministry ain't for you right now. And it's not even right to give the children's bread to a dog. He said, this is Israel's deliverance, Israel's healing time, and you're a dog. And it's not right to give you that stuff. Wow. This is Jesus? Yes, this is your, this is your loving Jesus. But he's talking as a prophet of Israel. He's looking as a Messiah specifically assigned to Israel. In other words, I'm not coming out my assignment because of your need. This is heavy stuff. I'm not coming out of my assignment because of your need. Do you understand? Jesus wasn't going around healing the Romans and the Greeks. He was here for the Jews only in his earthly ministry. But he went to the cross for the world. You get it? 
But some of these Gentiles, some of these little dogs snuck in and got some stuff <laughs> because they felt worthy. Amen. All right. You may say what the Roman centurion, the other Gentile who got a healing, snuck in a healing, said, um, you don't have to come to my house. I, I, I'm not worthy of that. Great. But he felt worthy to ask. I want my soldier healed. You got the goods. Do it. Just speak the word. We're good. Now watch. Now watch this. And she said, now, most people, as we know, they got offended and said, yo, give the middle finger to Jesus and say, and it was, she would have back home with her severely demon-possessed daughter. And she lived a lifetime trying to manage that. And she said, yes, Lord. <laughs> she went into, you know, house Negro mode. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Wow. She just gave Jesus a one-two punch. Was Jesus mad? Was Jesus angry? Well, he did he say, how dare you? Do you know who I am? I'm the king of glory. I'm the Messiah. I told you no, and you keep pushing it. Just for that, your daughter's going to stay dim possessed for the rest of your life. Did Jesus do that? No. Oh, Sharabasiko Shama. Tells you something about the character and the ways of your father. He likes you to challenge him. He likes you to say, Lord, but what about this? Or Lord, he likes it. That's why he created human beings, to interact with them. If he wanted you to be an angel, that just obeyed the voice of his word, he would have made you an angel. You're not an angel. And please, when your family members die, don't say they became an angel. <laughs> you reduce that person. Human beings are greater than angels. Well, the Bible says he made us a little lower than the angels. Yeah, in strength, in physical power. But in value, we're greater than them. The Bible says, to what angel do you ever say, today, you have, you, I have gotten you as a son. You're a son of the living God. Conform to the image of Jesus Christ. There's no angel conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Did you know that? Did you know that? Yes, yes. Well, now you know. There's no angel on the level of Jesus. But you are. Ears of God and what? Joint ears. Co-ears with who? Jesus. You are the what? Body of Christ. Is there an angel that's the body of Christ? No. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh? The Bible says that Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Is Jesus coming back for some angels? No. Did he go to heaven for some angels? No. Nah. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Boop, all right, you out. <laughs> angels who leave their first estate, you're done, son. You know how they say in the street, you're done, son? That's what God said to all the angels who messed up. You're done, son. I have no redemption, no forgiveness for you. Bye. Because these humans have not seen me in all of my glory. You have, and you still messed up. You're done.
we get redemption. We get forgiveness because we're his family. Woo! Come on, somebody. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus does not give aid to angels, but to the seed of Abraham, he does. You are the seed of Abraham. You're the family of God. Aren't you excited about that? Release your passion. Hallelujah! (laughs) I didn't see the side release their passion. Come on, y'all. Yeah, I know you came late, so you, you came late. You don't know. You was here, so what's up? I know you're recording, but release that passion. <laughs> this side, y'all came late too. Release your passion means release your, your, your excitement to the God. So let's practice one more time. Release your passion. Hallelujah! Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Getting better. You can jump, you can clap, you can run around, you can run around the church if you want, whatever you can do. Hallelujah. She said, yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, oh, woman. Now, when you see oh, woman, you know he's like, wow. She, Jesus impressed, she impressed Jesus. Faith always impresses the living God. Even when someone says no and you keep saying yes, God's like, whoa, they got some faith. Oh, woman. Got any women in here? Ladies, release your faith. Hallelujah! (laughs) I didn't say release your passion, but okay, release your faith. Amen, praise God. Release your faith, passion and faith. Hallelujah. Release your faith. It's good to look to your husband as a provider. But don't look to him as God. Amen. Amen. You have one God. One Lord. One Savior. Amen. If you're a single mom, don't put your focus on your kids only. Put your focus on him. Single dad, don't put your focus all on your kids. Put your focus on him. Take care of your kids. Focus on them. But don't put your entire focus on them. It's him. Because what you can't do for them, he can. Amen. And if you're not connected to him, you won't be crying. Mm-hmm. About the very kid you gave yourself to. Because you made them an idol when they should just been a gift. Ooh, I like that. Preach, sir. I am. <laughs> Praise God. Never make your kids an idol. You'll end up crying. But if you give them to God and you serve God, you'll end up rejoicing. Amen. Remember Hannah? She can have no kids. And her husband, who had a second wife, that second, said, listen, I've been better to you than 10 sons. I cannot give you a kid. That only comes from God. God used that story to show the world there is a limit even on what a husband can do for you. No matter how good he treats you, he can't make you have a baby. I can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible says she was at the temple. The priest thought she was drunk because she was mumbling these words. This woman's drunk at the temple. Try to rebuke her. She said, I'm crying out for a baby. You crazy man. (laughs) Talk about I'm drunk. Go get some discernment. Fat boy. Nah, let me stop. That's my Ebonics way. I I really want to. Guys, this is a little secret, side journey. Sorry, Lord, wait a second. I really want to preach in a bonics way, like teach the Bible in a bonics way. 
yo, my, you know, this, this, all, all the stuff we use in the culture. I, I, that's like a dream of mine, but that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so, so after, and the Lord, people know the story of Hannah, the Lord gave her a baby. And then after that, how many more came? I'm trying to remember if it's four or five myself. There's five. Five. Number of grace. So she went from being a barren woman to six children. One she dedicated to the Lord, and then God gave her five more. Grace. There's grace to those who cry out to God. There's what? Grace. Grace is favor. Jesus said, behold, I said before you an open door. And he says, I open doors that no man can close. And watch this. I close doors that no man can open. Oh, this is good. So he said, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Let it be to you as you what? So she attached her worthiness to what she wanted. Pastor Sam. She attached her worthiness to her what? Desire. Okay, I see where you're going, Lord. This is good. I'm going to get to the third point, my new point today. Here's other plants. I got you. I was studying. I said, oh, this would be good to say, but I don't got time for that. But now the Lord said, no, you do have time for it. We're going to slow this down. Because I'm going to teach you something. The Holy Spirit is going to teach you something. Let it be to you as you what? Desire. You're going to celebrate and accelerate and, ex- and ex- celebrate and accelerate this year when you tap into your desire. You got to know what you want. What do you want? A lot of people say, oh, God just blessed me. No, 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 no. It's not with all the just bless me stuff. How do you want him to bless you? Give me a specific request. Give me a specific desire. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Set her free. You want to be a millionaire, multi-millionaire? Say, Jesus, make me a multi-millionaire. He ain't afraid of that request. Don't listen to these people on, on Instagram who are a form theologist who think that we preach in prosperity theology. We're off, we're wrong. Man, get rid of those guys. <laughs> Tell God, exactly. Tell the Lord what you want. You want a hot husband? Say, Lord, give me a hot husband. You raise your, I know you want a hot husband, don't you? Six pack, right? <laughs> Big muscles, right? Yeah, I know. There you, Asia. Look at her, look at her. She put her head down. No, no, not me, Lord. No, yes, you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Receive in Jesus' name. Because <laughs> she's quiet, you know, kind of shy. So sometimes people like that, they feel like, oh, I, no, I ain't going to get the hot. No. Jesus, give me a hot husband. Hey, that can he do it? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. <laughs> give me a, a hot wife. Whatever it is you want. He's tapping his wife. Who said she's hot? I do. You do. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> she is, though. That's why she got my last name. That's why she got your last note. That's why you got her. No. Oh. That was a good one, Pastor Maurice. Yeah. 
You know, that's true too. Why she got your last name? Perfect match. Amen. <laughs> that's right. Oh, you're quoting the word now. Okay, Pastor, you want to give, preach too? <laughs> Not yet, right? Oh, you take over? Whoa! Okay, Mr. Jeff Zamore. <laughs> Todd said you're in preparation. He didn't say now. Okay. Now. Um, a woman, great is your faith, let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Now watch this. Holy Spirit is very interesting. Go to Mark. I don't have it in my notes, but I see what he's doing. And I have a lot of, I had a lot of other good stuff to say, <laughs> but this is good. This is good for what the Lord wants to do. And we're going to end soon. Thank you, Lord. Even with this change, we still can end good timing. All right. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. By the way, let me prophesy this to you too. This year, you know, this is our year of acceleration celebration, but this year, um, we're going to be closer than ever as a church. Amen. Um, there's some distance that the Lord wants to remove from among the congregation. Distance from generation to generation, age to age. That's all going to come to a close. God sees us as his people. He sees us as one. Amen. And he expects us to love one another and fellowship with one another as one. You're not just a number. You're not just, uh, uh, oh, the church is, is trying to go somewhere, so you just know the number, come in, come out. No, 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 no. We're a church of fellowship. We're a church of love. We're a church of fun. We give hugs. Mm -hmm. We appreciate one another. Amen? Amen. We see some witches. We cast them out. Amen? Because <laughs> witches do try to come in congregation like this that's happy and bring problems. We get rid of those people in the spirit. Amen. But we're one. Amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> I love this guy. But one, uh, take some people out that you haven't taken out before. Spend time with people that you don't even know. That's not really even like you. Say, so, you know, you're not really like me. You don't have to tell them that. But in your mind, you might be saying that. I don't really, really rock with people like you, but let's go out. And there's a love that you're going to release, that we release back to you, and that God is going to be very pleased with in our church. And then we're going to show him you're ready for the greater harvest. Amen. I'll send more people. One shall become a thousand. Amen. God's not just interested in us having numbers. He's interested in people coming and being cared and loved for. Amen. 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 I know Fabian, Pastor Fabian is down with that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You're going to release more love than you ever released before. Amen. The anointing that has been inside of you for decades to love people, to care for people, to be hospitable is going to go to another level this year. Amen. You've been in prayer, you've been in fasting, and the Lord is going to not only give you new things that you've been asking for, he's going to reignite some old things in you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You're a deep well, says the Lord. And he's going to pull a lot of great things out of you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Make sure your mind is renewed. Amen. And you don't think the same way. Think his way. Amen. And you're going to reach a lot of people. You already have, but there's more. 
for you to reach. Your reward in heaven is great. Ooh, my, 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 my. When you get to heaven, you're going to be like. <laughs> See you, Patrick. <laughs> the Lord is calling me. He got a crown of glory for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> can I, can somebody, some reason it's not coming up. Mark 7 for me. Somebody has it? Mark 7. It's the other uh, version of the story. The other gospel account of the story. Is this it? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is New King James? Okay, good. So this is the same story from the Gospel of Mark. All right? So I say same story. Same story. And when we finish this, we're going to be done. For from there he arose, verse what, 24? Yeah. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman, a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast a demon out of her daughter. You, you don't catch that in the other one, that she kept asking. So one of the ways you're going to accelerate and celebrate, you keep asking for what you want. You don't stop. I want to be a multimillionaire. Oh, it happened this year. Oh, okay, Jesus, got another year. Come on, let's go. I want a hot wife. It happened this year. Okay, Jesus, let's go. Yeah, me, she's going to have the woman of your dreams. Keep asking. Keep thanking him. Keep trusting him. She's going to walk in here, we'll be like, whoa, all right now. Look at, look at Bill Keys. Yes, Bill Keys, your brother's going to get married. Ain't gonna just be you, focus on no more. He's gonna have a woman. She's like, I don't think so. And you're gonna like her. Don't worry. You're both gonna like her. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray for Eden, actually. Thank you, Jesus. He's just bringing all these things back to me. I had a premonition about you this week, um, Eden. Man, I just realized, yeah, the whole family, that. I had a premonition about you. She needs to be protected. She needs to be protected. Satan wants her, but he ain't gonna get you. You excited about that? He can't have you. I won't go into everything, but stretch your hands towards her. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over this little diamond, and we declare that Satan cannot have her. The blood of Jesus is over her. Angels, give your angels charge over her to keep her in all of her ways. Protect her from every kind of hurt, harm, danger, and freak accident. In the name of Jesus, every incantation spoken against her destiny, I cancel it now in the name of Jesus. I break every plot and plan of Satan against her in Jesus' name. She's going to be a firebrand for the kingdom of God. A torch for heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. I know you're saved now, but you're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost soon. You're going to be speaking in tongues. Are you afraid? Don't be afraid of anything God gives you. 
You're going to feel the glory of God. Remember my words. You're going to feel the presence of God come on you at different times. Don't be afraid of it. Say, Lord, I receive. Yes, you're going to be by yourself sometimes. Some of your experiences are going to be with your siblings and your parents. There's going to be some stuff, look at me, that God's going to do with you by yourself. Don't be afraid of that, all right? If there's something you don't understand, you have your pastors, you have your parents, you have your siblings to go to, you have a whole church to talk to about those things. But don't be afraid of anything God does with you, amen? If you have dreams, run to your parents and tell them your dreams, all right? And let Jesus do his mighty work in you by his spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, shama nana masi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that glory. Amen. Father, thank you for filling her with your spirit in Jesus' name. It won't be long till she's baptized with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues in Jesus' name. Praise God. You're going to feel like this warmth. You're going to feel a language wanting to come out of you. Anytime you feel, just let it out. It's going to be speaking in tongues. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. All right, let me get back to the story. Oh, my goodness. And she kept asking to cast a demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, now this is where I, this point the Holy Spirit wants to get to. Then he said to her, for this saying. Stop right there. Now, the other version says, let it be to you according to your what? Desire. The Holy Spirit wants you to leave this place understanding the keys to acceleration and accelerating is desire and saying. What? Desire and saying. For this saying, the demon has gone out of your daughter. You didn't qualify under the law for this miracle. You didn't qualify under the law for this grace. But because you claimed it, because you didn't give up, because you said the right thing, the right thing is going to happen to you. Amen. And the Bible says, and when she had come to her, to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. She was chilling, watching Netflix. <laughs> Hallelujah. She wasn't Netflix no more. <laughs> you know, no. She was chilling, watching Netflix. Now, there was a TV back there, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> lying on the bed, free. Nobody, now watch this. This is how much power. Jesus says you shall cast out demons. That means you have to verbally use the words. There was nobody there laying hands on her. That's why in deliverance ministries, people laying hands, people rolling and stuff. What's all of that about? Jesus spoke the word. Demons come out. Amen. Laying hands for sick, not for demons. Demons are invisible entities. You just speak to them, they go. They're like dark clouds. Speak to them. They have to leave. You have to lay hands on a person. He said, for this saying, because you believe like this, the demon's gone. I don't care. Now, now, now notice. <laughs> Watch this. He said, 
She's severely demon-possessed in Matthew. The severity didn't matter in light of what she desired and what she said. The severity didn't matter in the light of what? What she desired and what she said. That's why Jesus said, if you have a little grain of a mustard seed of faith, you can move this mountain. Amen. Jesus was trying to say before the cross now, you're so much greater than your problems. Oh my God. Oh my God, Maurice. You are preaching, sir. Forget those guys. You are so much greater than your problems. Just use the God kind of faith and you can blast your mountains out the way. Just believe that you're worthy of what you want. That's why Jesus said after that lesson on faith, he said, therefore, what things soever you desire, King James Version, when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. Amen. He had just finished saying, believe in your heart and you shall have what you say. Once again, saying and desire. Come on, somebody. Amen. The new King James says, whatever you ask for, it's fine. But desire was better. Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you will have it. Well, I want a Lamborghini. Okay, my Nick. Believe you receive it, you have it. <laughs> Question is, do you want it to floss or do you believe you're really worthy of it? Because the Bible says when you pray and you don't get it, you're praying amiss, wrong motive. Don't get it to floss like, oh, because I'm going to show somebody. God's like, I don't answer that prayer. But if you really want it, you got it. And you don't give up until you get what you want. Hallelujah. 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 Hello there. Release your passion. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus. Woo. That was before the cross. How much more so after the cross? First John 4, 4. You have got little children and have overcome them because he was in you is greater than he who is in the world. The greater one lives inside of you. You're greater than your problems. You're greater than your situations. You're greater even than the problems that you made for yourself. Reverse course. Oh, I got myself in some major debt. Okay, Ed, get out. Are you some monkey who can't think? And actually monkeys do think. You see those videos, they be snatching those those treats and those bananas and stuff. So let me not lose the monkeys. We always diss the monkeys. Are you some ant? Well, ants think too, man. Okay, well. Everybody thinks. <laughs> Are you a puppet? Uh, fake. I don't know. I don't know. Are you some, some, some corn in the car? <laughs> well, they even grow. <laughs> First one blade, another blade. But you are a thinker. You have a mind from heaven. Figure out how to get out of it. Figure it, as Avi always says, figure it out. He told me, tell his kids that. Figure it out. Stop calling me. Figure it out. They're here today, right? They figured it out. 
<laughs> Sometimes you have to do that. And the reason why he did that, not because he didn't love his kids, he didn't care about his kids, he wanted to give his life to his kids, is because he said, he, he, he said to them, he said to me, he said to his wife, my kids are now men. There's some things now they have to learn for themselves under his covering. It's not like they're paying their own rent. I'm not trying to diss you guys. <laughs> not like they have some big bills to pay. He's saying, this little problem that you're still coming to me for, figure it out. I'm their godfather, so they're going to tell me everything. <laughs> not everything, some things. So when they're telling me, I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> mean dad. <laughs> they know. But then I go think about it again. I say, you know what? Nah, he's right. You're a man now. You don't have a lot of heavy weight on you. The heavy weight is on me and your mom. You can figure some things out. You know God. You have favor. Make some things happen. Amen? Amen. 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 Sister is like, that's right. (laughs) She's like, that's right. Old school Asian. Hallelujah. Figure it out. Your time is coming too. I know she ain't going to be saying it. She'll be like, I'll do it. He's going to say, nah, figure it out. <laughs> Christopher's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll find out when you're 20 something years old. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 You have a brain. You can go to the next level. The wisdom of God is available to you. Amen? Amen. Mariah, isn't it wonderful to have life in Christ? I can look at you and see the glow on you. You're in the glory of God, you're in the presence of God. Did you get filled with the Holy Spirit yet? Not speaking in tongues? You speaking in tongues yet? No, that's coming next for you. This year, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in heavenly language. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Jesus is moving in the midst of us. All right, I'm done. Bow your head. Father, thank you for these people. Thank you for this wonderful time in your presence. Thank you for your glory like we've never seen before. More, 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 Lord. More glory, more of the Holy Spirit, more power, more manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. We want more. Tell tell the Lord that you want more. Go ahead, tell him that you want more. Tell him you want more. Tell him what you want to see happen. Tell him how you want to see him move. Tell him the crazy stuff you want to see. Let's see some angels, Lord. Let angels walk up in this muck. Let's feel the wind of God. You know, we've felt that before. Let the wind of God blow in this place, Lord. Let people literally feel the wind. No air condition, it's the wind of heaven. May we see miracles like we've never seen before. Triples being healed. Blind eyes opening, deaf ears opening.